Welcome back. This is Fantastic Pains and How We Hide Them. I'm not Chris. And I'm not Karina. But we're here together. And waiting for people to show up. Indeed. As you can see, we have this lovely third mic. Well, as some of you can see. Those of you listening, maybe not. Yeah, just imagine. Here's what it sounds like. There's a mic. That's that's the empty mic. There you go. Now you're part of the experience. (laughs) ASMR stroking the mic. No, no, stop, stop. (laughs) I'm just going to make it really hard to edit. (laughs) Oh, it's so cringy. Should we start with the weekly check-in? Yes. All right. You go first. Oh, okay. You didn't sing the song. It's time for the weekly recap. Check in. Check out. Rick Rack. So I had a week. <laughs> I have to. What I have to do is I have to imagine last week first. I know. And then like, like what, what was that? Over? And then what was this? This week was. That's what I'm trying to do. That's why I made you go first. <laughs> I have to go first because reasons. We edited. I edited. Yes. Oh, we did added in. We have a Discord now. Yeah. And we're, we're actually on it right now. We're doing a podcast stage. Yep. We're a stage for the podcast. So if next time you hear us and you want to join us on a Saturday around 11 in Mountain Time. Yeah. Go find our um, Facebook page. Yes. Fantastic Pains and Where to we'll Hide we'll Them. We'll pin the Discord. <laughs> How We Hide Them. And then we'll put that up there for you. Yeah. And then you can join and you can just listen to it raw or... Or you, you can, can participate. Yeah, we have it set up, and it should be a good time. Yay! So that's what I did. I did. I worked on the podcast a lot. And I to do what stuff. else? Twitter. Yeah, we have a Twitter. Was there one more? Um, no, I, I don't think, think that so. Was it. it was those two, but that was a lot for a day. Yeah, <laughs> I was burned out after that. Yeah, and it was it was a nice week up until the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Like it, nothing was horrible. Yeah, it was very weird. We had uh, oh, extra spoons week. Extra strength spoons is yeah. what we had. Yeah, that was crazy. It was so weird. It was like... We were both super productive. Yeah, it was like we finally caught up from spoon debt. Yeah. And then we were like, what is all this energy that I have that's not stolen from myself? (laughs) That day you were like, I'm like, come over. I got stuff to talk about. I have ideas. And you're like, I'll come over after I clean my entire house. (laughs) And I did. Mm -hmm. She didn't come over, though. No, I didn't. She spent the whole day cleaning your house. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> she deserves a clean house in her body exactly and she got what she wanted yeah well and then i've had two workouts this week yeah so i'm back at the gym with my trainer which is great but also hard <laughs> it's a lot of work yeah and i'm tired and i'm sore i also had massage so it went i think it was like wednesday was mas- no it was workout massage and then workout the next day yeah so i have bruises not that you needed to know this, but I have bruises like this big on my ass cheek right now <laughs> from massage. Oh, man. Yeah. It was a productive day, but holy crap, that hurt. We also did nails. Yeah. Clicky. They make great noises. I really like them. They're dip. We did them ourselves. I I like it because it keeps my nails from breaking. Yes. As long as I can keep the, the polish or the whatever, the dip on. Yeah. I like them. The unfortunate part is anytime it chips, I pull all of them off. Well, yeah, you can't have like an, an uneven amount. Yeah. If you're going to have a broken like, one. Like, I busted one. Am I going to fix it? No. Am I going to pull them all off and start from scratch? Yes. yes. Absolutely. But I also do this thing where I run out of spoons like partway through. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, I did one hand and then I have one naked hand for like four or five days. That happened to Jen. She did the one really? hand, went to work, came back, was like, everyone loved it. I'm doing it on the other hand in the morning. So this morning she sat down and she did her other hand. Good. Yeah, dip is fun. That was it. We did oh, that stuff. And then I saw my PCP finally. Oh, yeah. 
And that was interesting. Um, he's still saying like abdominal adhesions, they're not recommending surgery um, because it could cause more scar tissue. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. Could. Okay. Could fine. also work. If it gets super bad, then I'm going to push for it and be like, could we please just try? Something? When it's affecting your quality Let's of life, something. I think they'll be more apt. So. Yeah. Um, especially like my guts. Like all that is just tangled up. It's horrible. Ugh. And then oh, it was really interesting because I told him about the new med that they gave me for my stomach, which is um, dicyclamine. Mm-hmm. I actually remember the name this week. Um, and I was like, can we stay on that? I really like that. And he was like, do you want more of that? And I was like, yeah, I'll take more <laughs> yeah, of it, that. It works. I've been on it before and I liked it. Yeah. That's I don't good stuff. remember why we stopped. I think it was, it had something to do with conflicting with a different med that we tried, but we yeah. don't have it anymore and it just never came back. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's effective though. At least for now. Yeah. Hopefully <laughs> that part will help. And then he said, he just, it was a really interesting interaction Yeah. because I was telling him about the podcast and he was like, oh, so what's it about? And I was like, well, it started out as being like our platform to talk about our experience with elders Danlow syndrome. Um, but we've kind of expanded it into all of these different areas. And he was like, well, yeah, that's the thing is that like you appear to be a perfectly healthy, well put together person, but you deal with all of these challenges that are totally invisible. So it was just so weird to have it echoed back to me yeah. from my doctor. That's what that's why I like David, because David does the same thing. He's yeah. like, wow, you're really putting up with a lot. Like, you get it. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like that that TikTok clip I put out, the the one about the doctors that don't believe me until yeah. I'm, like, giggling it because they're like, uh-huh, And then they're like, oh, no. They're biopsying my kidney. And I'm like. <laughs> well. That's always fun. Yeah. Like, we should get a video of you getting your back cracked at some point. Because that's a good one. It's when you giggle. You're like, oh, that hurts so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's especially when the ribs slide back in. It's not just a crunch. It's like a thunk. Yeah. It echoes through your whole chest. Yeah. Well, yesterday or the day before I had Jen kick my back in here. Mm-hmm. She fixed the one of the ribs that was on the left side where all, where all that tightening is. Yeah. Something had been pulled too far and she was able to get it back so I could breathe again. Which is great because oxygen is important. <laughs> yes. Well, I've, I've heard that, but I don't know yeah. if I buy it. Working with my trainer, though, I, we also kind of have puzzled out. And this is what's interesting to me is that my personal trainer and my massage therapist have been able to. And I, we've worked together for a couple years. So we have that like strong base. But not even a PT has ever noticed that part of our problem oh, is that like we drop our pelvis backwards. I tried, I was and walking then, around today after you mentioned it yesterday yeah. and I was like, oh my God, she's right. Right? So we drop our pelvis backwards and then our legs uh, like rotate. Yeah. And then we wind up doing this like catwalk thing. Um, but it also is really bad for your hips because that's not where they're supposed to be. Um, Tracks. Yeah, it was really interesting. So we talked a lot about, and it's not just posture because everyone's like, oh, it's just posture, whatever. Yeah, but it's not. But it's not. It's, it's you have to like, like your core train the correct muscles to do the correct thing yeah to hold everything together because i've had this really weird i don't know i think it's like a muscle band in my ribs and i was sitting stupid so i had like my feet above my head or whatever and it just like slid across my rib cage and then back and i was like what was that (laughs) pretty sure that's not supposed to happen no that's not normal you know (laughs) i was like okay sure 
had someone else. Oh, Logan. Logan was complimenting us. Oh yeah. Logan, that was my really cool. my buddy from from Castlewall days. Who yeah. we 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 tr- the, the real genesis of the podcast was that I was getting ready to do a podcast with him. Yeah. Which is where the idea came from, and where I originally got that microphone because we were going to okay. use that and his other one. Yeah. Because I needed an XLR mic, and something happened. Like we were we were we were doing meetings. We were like, oh, this would be good. We could do this and this and this. And then something happened. He was like, I can't. I'm sorry. Let's put it on hiatus. And then he found us, I think through Facebook, because I posted one thing about it yeah. one time. One and time. I post, I updated my profile pic and everyone saw it. <laughs> I should never do that. I don't use social media for We're a like, reason. he's alive. Yeah. And he commented on it. He said that our, our audio is minty, which makes me super happy because that's what I've spent the most time on is getting our audio nice. Yep. Now it's video. And then, We're messing and with then our video stuff. because of that, I was obsessed with getting the video nice. <laughs> You're like, we got a compliment on the on the audio, but not the visual. Right. Like, I can do better. So hopefully this looks better than other podcasts. It should be higher resolution. Yeah. Which you should see us in 3D. See... <laughs> Just, it's not 3D. <laughs> Could be. I'm three-dimensional. Think about it. It's not 2D. It's a screen, stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they bought that? <laughs> anyway. Just so dumb. So <laughs> I am me. <laughs> oh, we could talk about what we're going to do today. Yeah, yeah. What what we got going on while we wait for our third mystery person. Yes. So we had kind of um, all of these things just kind of fell together. Yeah. As the week went on. Um, so we're making like really big strides in a very short amount of time. So we're hoping it will work okay. But today we get to sit down with um, essentially your brother-in-law. Basically. That's how yeah. I look at him. Yeah. I don't think they'd appreciate that because it puts pressure on the relationship. Right. But, but you, yeah. Essentially. They've been together for a year and a half. And right. I love him. So he's a good dude. Um, and he is a CNA. Yep. And they are working on starting, you know more about this part. Oh, yeah. They're starting uh, like a home care business. So yep. the idea is right now they're taking care of, um, I think, Jen's gra- grandfather, mm-hmm. uh, Steph's grandfather. Um, and they have someone else, and they're, they're just, just starting, so they're building it up. Yeah. They've been working on working on their logo, and that's awesome. It's cool. I'll just get we'll plug it all when they get here. Home health care, mm-hmm. which is nice. So we moved from working in a hospital to that just recently. Was he hospice before? No, okay. I don't think so, because when COVID happened, he got sent to the COVID floor a couple times. I was oh, very okay. angry about that, <laughs> and I don't blame him. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd be pissed too. Yeah, as teachers, we were we were pissed enough for ourselves, but yeah. Holy moly, the whole medical world oh, Jesus. was just on fire. Yeah. And the other thing we're doing is on the second half, hopefully, we're going to have people come in and ask him questions through Discord. Yep. And we'll ask them questions, hopefully, and it, it'll be interesting to yes. see what we can get more perspectives on it. To preface all of that, I do oh, want yeah. to say that nothing we say here is meant to be taken as medical advice. Yeah. Um, so please don't, like... <laughs> expect him to be like making you a treatment plan through this we're really more interested in seeing kind of the other side of the coin because we experience the medical system from the perspective of someone who is chronically ill invisible illness um so we really want to kind of dive in and see what it's like through the eyes of someone working in the medical field yep and how we kind of come off to them um whether or not they've experienced zebras in their work before um, and just kind of chit chat and see where 
where it takes us. Yeah, we'll I've see. I've got some good questions, so. I'm going to play it loosey-goosey. There you go. <laughs> so that means I'm going to sit here in the corner very quietly while you ask all the questions, and I'll just be like, yep, what she said. That's what I want to know. <laughs> I, 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 she's speaking for me. It's so frustrating when we go back and edit, because I'm like, God dang it, much. I talk so much. But I don't want to interrupt. And interrupt me. You're in the middle of saying what Do I would it. say anyways, every time. It's like, what am I going to add to the conversation? I would just, yeah, um, what Karina was saying, but I'm going to say it like a man. <laughs> I'm going to mansplain it for everybody. <laughs> oh, my God. Nobody I had the best that. thing happen this week. I was walking through Walmart and this woman is like leaning on the jewelry stuff, doing her thing and just not at all sneakily. As soon as I walk by, she bends over at the waist, turns her whole head to look at my ass. <laughs> and then she gets caught and is like, oh, no. And I was just like, that was not stealthy at all. It was an attempt. I an don't attempt know. Was made. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Whatever. You still got it. <laughs> I put on my hot girl costume yesterday. Yeah, I had to help you with the boots. My disguise. Boots were almost all wrong. It was almost a bad moment. <laughs> and I made it a good moment. It was. It was good. Good boots. The black was just too contrasty. Yeah. Well, and I didn't like the shape of them so much. I like my booties. I like the boot type. Yeah. Yeah. The red ones were the way to go. Yeah. So my husband and I, well, he made a reservation for um, the melting pot for us for yeah. our anniversary. And so we went and did that yesterday. And I'm going to be full for like the next week and a half. Yeah. <laughs> like I left and I was like, I'm pretty sure my stomach is in my chest cavity now. I don't want a band-aid anymore. Screw this band-aid. <laughs> Look at how bad it is, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wrecked it. You're just like... <sighs> it's like one of those surgical punches and then yeah. they just never took out the piece of skin yeah that's i i was running for the first time in years through the house extra strength spoons. i was like yeah let's get it and i took my concerta and i was like yeah it's gonna be a good day and i chased my son around and ran up the stairs and went to grab i have a mobility chair and it stabilizes me at the top i'm so used to grabbing it so i went to reach and grab it and i missed and i hit the like sharp metal edge and just Cut part of my finger off, basically. That's just the tip. Yeah. It's fine. Because we can't do anything without injury. Why do? Because it looked dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I can cut all of this. It doesn't matter what I do. <laughs> and I'm not putting this into an in-between or a TikTok or a flu You flop. don't know that. I do know that. You don't know that. I know it. Who is Brain Frog? Who is Brain Frog? And why can't I think about him? I will find you, Brain Frog. <laughs> and I will clear my father's name. <laughs> <laughs> we're dumb. Death and TikTok. Sorry, guys. That's this us. Is, this is where we're at. But yeah, it was a very weird week because yeah. we were both like wired. And we got a lot done. Mm -hmm. And I just kept waiting for the crash and the crash never, never actually came. came. No, we're still wired technically. Yeah. So I'm like, where the crash is going to be horrible. My crash can't happen until Tuesday. Oh, because you go back to the doctor. No, I don't go to the doctor until Friday. Oh, I can't no. crash until Tuesday because I have going to the mountains tomorrow with Jen. Yeah. Then I have um, Monday, Kaylee and I are going to hang out and then go to see Jurassic Park at Red Rocks. That's going to be a thing. Nice. And I have to be all ready and done. And then on Tuesday, I can crash. So you got to balance some spoons. I got to figure it out because I've already done a lot today because we still have people coming over yeah. at the night. I went over to the parents this morning. Hey, 
Hey guy. No, if you say it, I'm going to delete the podcast. No. I will I will delete the entirety of the podcast. Okay. I, I'm not actually going to delete the podcast. I'm just going to put a crown on you and then not explain it or something. <laughs> what, in editing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, have fun. <laughs> just tape it onto tape. the screen. <laughs> you, you can say it. It's fine. Happy birthday, brother mine. It's not. It's a it is. shitty, horrible, rotten birthday. But we love you. You shouldn't. And we're glad you're here. <laughs> I mean, I'm here in theory. In theory. Yeah. Just hypothetically. So, yeah. It's all birthday. Schrodinger's weekend. birthday. <laughs> Schrodinger spoons. Yeah. Remember that? Yes. I don't know if I have them or not. I'll find Do out. Do they exist? I don't know. Schrodinger spoons. Right. They both are and are not spoons. I'm going to check to make sure it's recording still. Okay. So we are joined today. Uh, do you want to do introductions? Well, I mean, I, I'm not good at them, but I can do it. Do it. <laughs> this, this is Pedro. Hello. <laughs> Here, let's get the mic closer. Oh, like super close. Check, check. Oh. There you there go. You go. Can Perfect. you hear yourself? Yeah. <clears throat> so, Pedro, you were a CNA? Yep. Uh, still currently one. Good, good. <laughs> well, yes. Fired. Yeah. Yeah. No, you turned into a different thing when you went on your own. Yeah. <laughs> you have to talk right there. I know. Convoluted. There we go. Hello. Okay. Are we good? Yep. Awesome. There you go. Just hug it. <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> That's the good clean mic. Oh, I, I understand. But, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to be here like all day long. <laughs> well. You can do whatever yeah, you whatever, want. Whatever works. This is season two. We do whatever we want. Yeah. This is this is Pedro. He's not a brother-in-law. I mean, he sort could of. be. But I'm one of the peoples. Yeah. One of he's, our he's one of our people. Good peoples. Great peoples. Good peoples. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a CNA, and he's here to talk and get his perspective on things. Yeah. And we have Rachel, who's in Arizona with EDS. Yeah. So nice. she's joining us to... Uh, uh, kind of stir the conversation, yep. which will be really cool. I'm happy to be Nice. So do you want to tell us a little bit about you? <laughs> um, well, I've been around all types of uh, environments. I started out in psychiatric. Um, then I moved to geriatric psychiatric. Um, then I went to emergency room. And up until last year, I was in uh, different units, uh, med surge, ICU, and uh you know through most of last year it was just all icu for covid mm -hmm. yeah yeah um and that was probably the worst that i've ever seen anybody yeah. in um but you know i've i've been doing this for 15 almost 16 years okay. Damn. so and you've seen it all really you've been around yeah yep i've wow. literally seen it all all walks of life yeah Yep, from famous senators to doctors who went batshit crazy. Oh my! Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. This you can cuss on here. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> this is free form. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we don't I, I mask mean, don't on our podcast. Okay. Good. Yeah. Just be yourself. There's no bleep on there. No. Okay. Good. I mean, it's I might add one just to annoy you now. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. We can filter it later. Yeah. There you go. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, I've. Um, I literally have seen it all and up until last year. I probably saw the worst that I could ever see. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, 
I, I still think about it now and I see these shows that portray what, you know, they think happened. And then mm -hmm. I'm like, you can't do that. You don't do that. Like, that's not what we did, you know. Right. Like romanticizing this yeah. whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like it's funny to, Icky. you know, writers and stuff. And, and it's not uh, kind of pisses me off. But it's it's interesting to see, like, y'all are really stupid on what somebody's telling you what actually happened. Yeah. yeah. You know. Well, and it's like, like dramatization sells better. Right. Yeah. And you're like, OK, but could we have some facts maybe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's basically me in a nutshell. Awesome. Now, if you want to know about my party lifestyle, that's a different podcast. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, we'll do that as like like the after show. There you yeah. go. After yeah. dark. The after show, after the after dark. dark. Like Howard Stern, you know? Yeah. There yeah. you go. One of those. But we'll set that up later. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and you're going through and listening to the podcast now, right? Um, When I get to? Yeah. Yes. Answer this. Um, this is very important. Don't say no. <laughs> no you, well, you I have to. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm being forced. They have a gun to my head. I don't know if anybody can see this. We just have no. hostages. Right. We do. <laughs> just keep them in the basement. Yep. Bring them up for interviews. <laughs> you're going now back. speak. Yeah. Speak, peasant. We'll, we'll send you back if you're not good. So. <laughs> Dobby's not, not free. Son, no. Dobby's not free. <laughs> <laughs> no free will. <laughs> But um, yeah, that's awesome. Like I, 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 whenever I get to, I will. Um, of course, dealing with kids and yeah, trying to like run a, a very hectic life. Oh yeah, yeah. something Busy. like that. Busy. Busy, starting a business, the whole nine. Mm -hmm. Yep, taking oh, yeah. care of two seniors. Um, I, you know, I, that's a challenge in itself. Yeah, it, it's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then teenagers. You know, oh yeah, I, I can't imagine having this and then having COVID and then having the. The kids in the house too. Yeah. Well, and I've got one left in the house. Mine are all grown. <laughs> well, uh, all of ours act grown. Um, Hopefully. You know. Well, <laughs> no, they act too grown. Act yeah. Too grown. Yeah. Too grown. <laughs> as <laughs> too if grown. they did pay the bills. And, yeah. You know. <laughs> They're at that phase. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh wait, let, let, let's bring that back down a bit. Testing those boundaries, right? limitations. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you really want to make it to tomorrow, or you know? <laughs> They're opting out right now. Yeah. You have a choice. You can make it. or I mean, you can kind of <laughs> see where your life is going right now. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, we have, I know we have some questions. Um, you have questions. I do. I'm yes. just going to ask random well, stuff. Well, my, my, like, the first question that I wanted to ask, and this is just to kind of get the other side of the coin, right, is to see how we're kind of perceived when you come up against people with chronic pain or, um, uh, EDS or invisible illness um, and then kind of what does chronic pain look like to you in the medical field well, see that's a funny thing because when you're working in the hospitals you got to kind of see who's in what pain because everybody comes in for pain yeah mm -hmm. and then later on when they're already sitting in the bed they're like oh well i've been having this pain in my back or or you know uh sometimes this happens okay but how come you don't say that at the beginning well i've told my doctors and they just want to prescribe me you know uh tylenol because you know the opioid thing is is mm -hmm. you know very high and you know there's you gotta you know it, it's really hard to explain when it's a lot of people are coming for the same issues and EDS was probably one of the only things that I've never really heard of mm -hmm. up until I actually met Chris. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, um, and I've never, you know, known the situation and, and, you know, it's never come across my paperwork that says, oh, this person has EDS. Yeah. You know, the people have EBS, you know, which is a urinary tract infection right. that, that's gone like way out of line yeah. and uh, it's contagious and, you know, you got to gown up in isolation gowns. But, you know, as far as chronic pain, it's just like, oh, okay, well, tell the doctor. Yeah. Um, see what they can give you, uh, Lyrica or, um, you know, Norco Valium is very seldomly given. Yeah. Um, so really for you, it's about like putting out those fires Yeah. and putting out the most urgent fires. Yeah. 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 Um, especially assessing like emergency situations. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, when they're already sitting there and they've, you know, been laying on, on one side, you know, you just don't know anything right. can be hurting and you... Like I said, I've never known about this until I met him. Yeah. Um, but now that I think about it more, it's like, I wonder how many people have gone undiagnosed yeah. um, or really looked into, you know, that situation of do I have something else than what I'm, you know, being told I do? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I've always kind of wondered that. But now more, you know, that these undiagnosed situations are happening more often. Yeah. Well, and that was going to be my next question. Um, if and how the podcast has kind of shifted your perception. She just wants you to stroke her ego. No, don't do that. I'll leave. <laughs> I'll just get up and dip out. The positive reinforcement. Like, nope, not here. <laughs> like, no, Bye. don't say nice things to me. Um, I will run away. No, it's. It has because it's, you know, I've again dealing with people and you know people in rehab they've fallen and uh they've broken their backs and you know sometimes it's accidents at home um you know older people trying to be heroes and change a light bulb yeah you know but um there's some that you know oh well my back broke because i moved wrong yeah or um i had a lady who we had to have in a bed um who had pins and she was basically in a cage and she said i don't know how my bones keep breaking mm. and i never thought about it until something like this yeah. and, and you know thinking about it now it's like wow this is like you know weird that i've never even heard of this right how much goes unnoticed yeah well and i was gonna say rachel um you were just telling us that they I, found that you broke your back and you had no idea yeah wow yeah absolutely she and I, I had never heard of EPS either until I got diagnosed with it. Yeah. See, that's what I wanted to see. We were afraid looking at MS and autoimmune diseases, but we had no idea even EDS was even in the realm of possibility. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's really what this podcast is all about. Is like, let's bring some light to those invisible things that everyone misses. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've been sitting here taking notes on, on this, like, like when you go in to see your doctor, you be yeah. clear and upfront yes. about your pain and prepare to give background and repeat with emphasis why you're there. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And if they don't listen to you, um, because I saw it all the time where doctors would walk in, spend, uh, oh, how are you feeling today? Are you doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing all right. All right, cool. Well, you know, somebody will come in, your nurse will be here later. And you know, they're basically getting paid for those five minutes for that mm -hmm. whole hour that they saw you. Yeah. Um, 
make sure that your doctor is actually sitting there and speaking to you and making sure that you're assessing all the situations that you have going on in ailments. Because if not, you know, one thing can lead to another. And if something's not taken care of or it can be prevented, we'll end up hurting you in the long run. Yeah. And then your doctor's going to be like, how come you didn't say anything? Right. Well, I mean, I was afraid, you know. When you treat the doctors as if they work for you. Yeah. At first, you're kind of taken aback. But then, you know, if they also see that you're knowledgeable, but not a know-it-all. Yes. You're not just Googling random things. (laughs) You know, they're going to sit down and talk to you for longer. Yeah. 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 Um, And... I've also seen doctors that will sit there for an hour and a half on a, you know, admission Mm -hmm. and be like, what's really going on? Why did this really happen? And those are, of course, your older doctors that have been doing this for a little while. Um, uh, Because the younger doctors, you know, yeah, yeah, they can assess your situations and be like, okay, well, you need to probably change your eating habits or you need to do this. Um, stop taking this so that, you know, maybe we can see about changing this. But um, if they won't sit there and listen to you, if they're just in and out, like that's not a really good doctor who's a good diagnostician. Yeah. 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 Well, that makes sense because really, and that's the thing is that they spend so little time actually face to face that we come up against this problem where they view a chart and then they decide Mm -hmm. already. Oh, yeah. Before they sit down and talk to you, they've reviewed your chart and they've already decided what's going on based on whatever is there. Um, and so I've had to come up against that a few times where I'm like, um, no, they need to take that off of that chart because that's not at all how that interaction went. <laughs> um, and that's mm-hmm. usually the point where I change I, my I, specialists. I yeah. Because, you know, they'll put you in as like conversion disorder, but oh. not tell you about it. Yeah. I want to see what my records are. I've it's never, so never icky. look. Then and you can I, I also ask for those records. I need them. You can <laughs> tell them, I want a copy of my medical record. They ask you why. It's because it's my right. Right. It is my medical information. I need yes. that. Yes. Yeah. That way I you can go. Going back, which ones I don't have because of this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. trying to put together some kind of spreadsheet on this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be really handy. Yep. Because if you can go from where you started to where you are now as an official diagnosis you can be like look at all the the bullshit that i've had to go through just to find out now later on in my life mm-hmm. wasted time wasted money doctors medicines that i could have prevented or not prevented you know because this is a, but avoided, a, yeah, yeah. A, avoided more ailments in the long run right or more um useless right. visits i keep yeah. telling my kids you know it's a good thing that i got diagnosed because I abused my body for years. Same. Yes. And put it through tons of trauma. I still do. And I by don't the way. want them to. <laughs> yeah. That's that's exactly why I got you my diagnosis. July weekend. Yes. Yeah. It's that <laughs> whole kids. like I deserve a clean house and a hurt body. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> I can relate. You're like it hurts anyway. I'm gonna be productive with it. <laughs> and well. I'm still like that. Like I am not at all good at self-preservation, at all. And the I, opposite. I'm the complete opposite. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Please, God, don't let it be a long time. Well, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, I'm going to do what I want to do because fighting with the body is like, okay. it's like 
You I say that, know. but you've gotten better. The podcast has gotten, gotten you way better at, better at taking care of yourself. Yes. But I definitely don't avoid things that are like potentially injurious to me. Yeah. And I, I mean, I was running around the house earlier, so yeah. I can't really talk. Well, and you did injure yourself. Just so a little bit. I win because I don't have any injuries from my nonsense this last week. Oh, yeah. Show me the bruises. Let's let's talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this <laughs> week I had to get um, my MMR and uh, hepatitis B shots because childhood didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't real. We were, <laughs> it wasn't real. We were linked into existence. Yeah. <laughs> I climbed out of the cave one day and just... <laughs> joined society <laughs> like keep that one <laughs> what? <laughs> that one's okay the other one that's kind of iffy we're know? gonna yeah. leave those in there to bake a little what? longer <laughs> it's why i'm brown just kidding <laughs> hey, hey. i'm well cooked it's good <laughs> i'm just sun-kissed <laughs> i know i make you look <laughs> next to me you look really I dark. Just went into the Navy oh really this last week and we Fourth of July weekend at the river uh-huh. oh, on nice. a pontoon boat, a houseboat with a slide. And I was hauling my rear end up and down the decks and going down the slide with my son because it was his last hurrah as my baby. Yeah. Aww. Well, that's awesome. Super And sweet. I ended up with, you know, lots of bruises and uh, some burns and a sprained knee, but it was well worth it. Yeah. Because he had a really good send off. Yeah. That's the thing is like we have to balance what's worth what and at this point like i'm i've hit this point now that i'm back at the gym and i don't know why i forget every time how much better i feel when i'm staying active (laughs) but like you dig that hole right and then it's so hard to climb out of that hole of not being in motion and then finally you're in motion and now i have super spoons well yeah let's say i went from four years of being bedridden almost to last three months of being super active yeah and just a med change was all it needed yeah made, and now i feel so much better right and that's the thing and it's i psychotic wish are working well they are <laughs> that too yeah, i'm just kidding. little de pedro no <laughs> little to you wow my anti-psychotic we're super are honest here <laughs> keep you in a happy mood yeah well, no i have stuff that keeps me from being manic yeah ah those are fun Oh, totally. Because then you go on like the rage cleans. And then you hurt yourself and you get more ragey and more cleany. Yeah. Your house will look spotless and then you'll regret it. And then you'll want to (laughs) die. It's great fun for the whole family. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now, here's my question to you guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Since, you know, obviously you're in more pain and and you seem to be in less pain, right? Um, You know, what does it does it feel like? Because the description that I'm looking for is kind of what, you know, I'm thinking it is. So if you can describe it before I tell you what it feels, what it seems to feel like, I can better understand, well, okay, maybe I've had those people before. Okay, like adjusting the perspective. Okay. Pretty is a good start, yeah. Yeah. I don't know that we're in different amounts of pain necessarily. Just very different. Yeah, we have different pains. Um. And again, simply because I have no self-preservation instincts. Uh, <laughs> She's a psycho. I just carry on with pain. So I appear to be a well-functioning human, generally. If you read the chat logs we have, though. Oh, it's terrible. I'm like, I would like to die today. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm like, I was productive and now my I'm dead. My skeleton craves freedom. <laughs> yes, my skeleton craves freedom. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just very different because we're dealing with different acute pains yeah. right now. And they're always changing. Too. Yes. And that's the thing is that with Ehlers-Danlos, it's not like having an injured back where the back is what hurts, right? Mm-hmm. So Because you've come up against chronic pain patients who have that one pain. EDS is different because we don't have one pain. We have multiple different systemic pains going on at the same time. And they change as time goes on and how, like, what's affecting what. Mm -hmm. So currently for me, what's bothering me the most is my right um, glute muscle is super caught in my hip joint. Yeah. (laughs) Essentially. Um, So that is a pain. And then I have sciatica currently. It's weird. I have to, like, check in with myself to go, okay, what hurts? Hold on. While you're talking, that's all I've been doing. It's like, where am I? I'm like, where am I? Um, elbow hurts, shoulder hurts, headache. I didn't know I had a headache until just now, but I have a headache apparently. (laughs) Um, I should probably crack my neck. That's really what it is. Um, but there's just different systemic pains that go on. So like gut pain is really, really bad for me. And I am just miserable and laid out for days. Um, sciatica is kind of a staple. So that lives with me for the most part. And then it's just joints when they fall out. Yeah. And then you have dysautonomia on top of all of it. Where you're say, like, I've been I went outside more. and then I passed out six times. <laughs> I stood up and now I'm blacking out. <laughs> I was in the shower and I broke my face on the thing. No, I was in the tub that one time and I blacked out and they thought you I took a nap. Bla- <laughs> like, oh, you just fell asleep in the tub. Medical no, gaslighting I, I, is so I weird. I straight up blacked out. I was out out. Oh my God. And they were like, no, it was just a nap. Like, you were soaking in there, bro. Like, I mean, you know, you were you had the roses and everything. Like, <laughs> that's the only way to do it. It was fumes, right? I had I got the candlelight chloroform, going. right? Turned <laughs> off all the lights. Don't even knock on the door, like, right? You know, I set up the bath. Yeah, and so then I blacked out. Four or five hours later, this guy he's like, "What's going on? <laughs> what happened?" Okay. Or we have those minutes. days. A couple weeks ago, it was that we we were both super potsy for. Who knows why? I think it was just the weather. And like every time I turned my head, I was like, oh, oh, where did the world go? Oh, God. <laughs> what yeah. just happened? Everything's tilted now. Yeah. Wow, no. So that happens yeah. along with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so kind of like just... syncope? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. I've had a lot of syncope. I had a TIA. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Minor? Uh, yeah, super minor. Okay. I was out for like a couple seconds, I think. But I woke up to Sophie waking me up when she was like two. Oh, and it was just her and me. It was really scary. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. Then the other one came along. Then no. I'm just yeah. kidding. And then yeah. number two happened. Right. Number two happened. Like but we, uh, but like we share similar symptoms a lot of the time. Yeah. On the major hips and joints. Yeah. Like I'm more hip and back right now. Mm-hmm. Well, and your back's just messed up. Just messed up. Yeah. Because so <laughs> happens when they the, take tumors out. The surgery. And then the scarring the from the surgery, and then the arachniditis or whatever it is. Doses and ditis both. Doses. Doses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but sounds yeah, so like New Jersey. I think. Well, what does Rachel have? Like, what do you have to deal with on the daily? Um, on the daily, it's I, I have disc degeneration in my cervical and um, lumbar spine. Oof. So, I'm constantly in pain throughout my back but um and my knee 
and my jaw. <laughs> but other than that, things tend to come and go like headaches or shoulders or my arthritis will flare up or, you know, my elbows or something. Mm -hmm. But the pain that I'm in constantly, I tend to try and put on the back burner and ignore yep. as yeah. much as possible. That's the And plan. especially if it's not really intense, it's, it's like, it's somewhere like this buzz in the background, like the ringing in your ears that just never goes away. Yeah, exactly. So ignore it. Yeah, we learned and to tune you, it you out. Focus on on what's screaming at you the loudest. <laughs> exactly. There's a and so when I go in to get, you're like, oh, how are you feeling today? Well, I'm, I'm actually I'm all right today because all right for me is relative. Yeah, absolutely. We have that. Uh, there was like a a lady explaining it as your house is on fire. Yeah. And you don't tell the fireman like, well, the the, the cabinets are more on fire. Right. <laughs> you know, you're prioritizing in your yeah. head, but everything is on fire. Like you need to put everything out, but. We're like, yeah. oh, no, it's it's mainly the TV. Right. You're like, the, the, the curtains have been burning for a really long time, but I'm kind of used to it now. Um, but the TV, if that's, you could do something that's about new that. and pretty bad. And can we, can we put that one out? Yeah. Can we get a bigger one? <laughs> <laughs> like, But that's exactly it, is that a lot of the time we're like tuning it out. Yeah. Um, and we get really good at what I call baseline, mm -hmm. where we just adopt everything as our new normal. Yeah. And so we are extraordinarily functional with all the things that we have going on, but it's exhausting. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it sounds, it sounds it. Yeah. Cause my perception and, and what I was trying to see if y'all would mention it is if it feels like your bones are being stripped away from like the meat or, you know, the joint, when you say it falls out, does it feel like that? Does it, um, you know, obviously it's a lot of pain. Um, it's interesting because it depends on when, what... When you dislocate something, it, yeah, it depends on where it's at. Yeah, like I know in my shoulder, I've had muscle spasms that have pulled my joints out of socket before. Mm -hmm. And that just feels like a really deep burn. Like it just burns, burns, burns. And then you have other ones that are like really sharp bone pain. That's what the knees are like for me. Yeah. Yeah, like somebody's stabbing you with a knife pit. Exactly. Yes. So you get like really sharp bone pain. <laughs> you get really like, I don't know. Muscle pain's interesting because it can be a hundred different things or feel a hundred different ways. Well, and I'm sure it feels different for us because we're already on like nerve meds. Yes. So muscular isn't, isn't as acute as it used to be. Yeah. Well, and like the neuropathies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank so God like for gabapentin. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. So gabapentin. Yep. I call it gabapentin. Gabapentin. Yep. I just call them Gabby's. The Yo Gabba Gabba. Did you take yeah. the Gabby's today? Yeah. It's yeah. The Yo Gabba Gabbas. <laughs> I can't yeah. function without it. Anymore. I can't either. How, how many? Uh, I mean, you have to tell me, but how many uh, I don't are you on, like per day? I'm supposed to take um, 900 total. Yeah. So we're we're on the same dose, I think. Yeah, we're both 300 three, three times a yeah. day. Yeah. I at one point was on 1,200 milligrams three times wow. a day. Same. Um, and the brain fog was just awful. How much? 800, three times a day. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. That's what we sunk down to. So we went to 1,200, 800, uh, six, and then three. three. So I've been able to like back off of it a lot because it just, the brain fog was really, really bad. Um, and I'm functional on three, which is good. I actually had a neurologist tell me that his perfect dosage would be to take 600 milligrams four times a day because your body actually can't absorb any more than that anyway 
Interesting. Yeah. 2400. Huh. Yeah. yeah. So it was just, it was interesting. So I haven't talked to my doctor because that's not one of my immediate fires. Right. That's the background fire. <laughs> that's background fire right now. <laughs> well, it's like we have to prioritize. Yeah. Like right now I'm working on getting my leg like or my hip licked out again. Yeah. But my back needs to be seen and I need to do something about my shoulders. Right. Like I have to re-scope them. Well, and it's really frustrating, too, because you always feel like you're going in with something new and you're like, no, it's not a new problem. It's been there. I'm just ready to address it now. Right. That's but you my don't favorite. know how to communicate that. In the ER, like, You especially. always have something to complain about. And I'm like, but it's all the same stuff. The ER visits where they're like, how long has this been going on? And you're like, my whole life. Um, it's, I think it was two years ago it started. <laughs> <laughs> Why yeah. haven't you addressed it? I've been busy. Other things first. <laughs> and then this got bad today. I don't know. Yeah. I want to make sure I didn't do something. Like if I'm right. going to the ER, I'm checking to make sure I didn't dislocate something important or break a or tendon like, to snap something. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then I've given up on ER altogether. Yeah. I'm like urgent care or bust. Well, it's like That's that guy oh, yeah. on uh, who commented. He said yeah. he gives up on A&E completely. He's not done A&E at all. And I'm like, I don't blame you because it's super difficult to yeah. get treatment because like we've said before you're competing with like traumas from car accidents and fires and shootings and accidents and like whatever whatever so they're really acute problems so the er is really not for us (laughs) unless we're like hi i'm dying yeah but but see that's the thing is that like you know being someone who's worked in in this field and being in the er you know well i i'm from texas and in I, I worked in a downtown hospital. Mm-hmm. So I was, oh, sure. Give me more. Um, coffee time. Yeah. Um, and I just had some. That's big, fine. Big dumbass. We function like, on solely coffee here. We start with frappuccinos. Oh. Coffee and And now we're working on the frappuccinos in a can. Yep. Or a bottle. No, but um, working in a downtown hospital, we got a lot of the shootings and a lot of the, um, you know, drug overdoses. Oh, yeah. And the car accidents, um, you know, because we were a uh, trauma two uh, oh. hospital. Wow. So, you know, it was always go, go, go. Um, and I hated to hear a doctor and I hate to hear this and I'll call them out. I don't give a damn how much money they make. Hey, bro, like you, you can't tell somebody that, you know, that is against their right. You know, that you're competing with people who actually need to be here. Just like that one bastard on on uh, TikTok, uh, who's calling every you dumb motherfuckers. Dude, oh, that you guy can't yeah. fucking what? do that. Yeah, no, he's like Fill he calls in. everybody. He... Like you dumbasses, you dipshits, you oh. fucking idiot. Yeah. You know, I I don't respect that. Like if you're a doctor, you you're held to a certain standard, and and you know it's cool to have fun, and you know like oh hey like you know don't do this because you know you're right. really just bullshitting people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I hate to hear that because. You know, that one time or any time, the only time that you do go in, you could find out that you have something more major going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're they're sitting there like, damn, that sucks. Like, you know, like if we would have caught this earlier, you yeah. know, I've had that happen before, you know, and whether it's urgent <laughs> care or the ER, like everybody is supposed to be treated the same. Right. You know, um, where no one's being told, like, dude, stop wasting our time. Right. Um, and, and I've heard that and I've been like, dude, you can't tell that to people. Yeah. Um, they come in to seek us for help and you're basically blowing them off. Yeah. Well, and then you wind up with people who refuse mm-hmm. to go back to doctors as a whole. You're right. And They've then off. it's putting people at risk. Yep. Yeah. Which is really unfortunate. 
And my husband is one of those people who's like, I'm never seeing a doctor. It's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're just like, it's like, it's like the three after my daughter's born, I refused to go to a doctor because of that. Yeah. Because I went in and said, I need help. There's something wrong. And the doctor blew me off and said, you're fine. It's all in your head. You're fine. And I'm like, dude, this isn't my first rodeo. I was pregnant. Yeah. And he's like, you're fine. Everything's fine. And I went into the ER two weeks later because I knew I wasn't fine. And they said, if you if we'd have caught this two days ago, we could have saved her. Oh, wow. Two days. That's horrible. If he'd have listened to me the first three times, he could have saved yeah. my daughter's life. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. But he didn't. Yeah. That's awful. Well, see, and me, when I didn't like going to doctors because, you know, my whole you know, Mexican side of my family in me is like, dude, you don't need a doctor. You're, you're a duct badass, tape. right? Yeah. You know, yeah. You just need. put some duct tape, some Vicks and <laughs> drink a Sprite. Dirt. Rub That's some dirt rub. on it. Right. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, and I had a really bad corneal ulcer Ooh. and that I didn't even know about because Ooh. my young dumbass self wanted to wear my contacts and not change them out. Oh no. Oh, for about a week straight. Oh God. Um, and you know, my son's mother, she she was pregnant and she went into labor on shit, I don't even know remember when he was born. <laughs> we'll cut that out. <laughs> on a Tuesday. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. It was on a Tuesday and, and uh of course he was born on a Thursday. Mm. And you know, that whole week, that Saturday before, my eye was kind of red and I was like, ah, you know, whatever, it's just allergies. Well, you know, fast forwarding to Tuesday, it was really red. And I'm like, oh, it's just pink eye, right? Yeah. You know, it just put some drops in my eyes, burned the hell out of it. Ooh. It was bad. Um, and then comes Thursday, my son's born, and the damn doctor that was uh, delivering my son, I told him I want to cut the cord. He goes, no, you have an infection in your eye. Like, you, right. you have pink eye. Yeah. I'm not letting you do it. I was like, fuck you. I'm going to do it. <laughs> right. And he was like, no, uh, I can't. You know, if something happens to the to the baby, like, you know, I don't want to be responsible. All right, fine. Whatever. Screw you. So then um, I couldn't take it anymore. It was so painful. I felt like something was crawling in my eye yeah. um, and I couldn't see. Everything was foggy out of my left eye. And I said, I'm sorry, but I got to go downstairs. And uh, she goes like, are you? you know fucking kidding me like i was like dude my eye hurts yeah so i went downstairs and um they told me that oh it's just pink eye uh you're fine um here's some drops which made it worse um they made me throw up and then they gave me morphine and that made me even more sick that's where i knew found out that i was allergic so to morphine weird. oh my god oh no um so I was passing, you know, I was passing all this, whatever was in my system, um, throwing it up. And then the next day I had to go to the specialist on Friday when the specialist uh, told me, if you would have waited another day today to go to the doctor, lost the eye. I would have had to have taken this out yeah. in emergency surgery. Yeah. I was like, no way. Like, no way. And then the drops were like these little like maybe 10 drops in each uh vial yeah were 
close to three hundred dollars for oh each one. Wow! And he goes, "I have samples that this medicine just came out. We're gonna try it out." I'm like, "Sure enough, within a couple days, it started clearing up." Mm-hmm. And then he goes, "For the rest of your life, you're gonna have scarring on your eye." And I do. It's just really, really small now, but it still makes things blurry. But mm-hmm. you yeah. know, it was. It was pretty crazy. I was like, wow. Like, if I would have never have gone, like, I would have lost my eye. Right. Yeah. So you kind of are used to that, like, suck it up culture, too. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Mexicans are horrible. <laughs> our, our pride got the best of us. Yeah. Yeah, well, I grew up around a bunch of uh, a bunch of ranchers. Yeah. the same mentality. <laughs> I was going to say rural populations yeah. are like that, too. I mm-hmm. once tried to jump over a, a fence yeah. and put a T-post into my leg. Yep. And got stuck on it. I had to get pulled off, and I went inside. And my mom helped me. She's like, "I oh, will just put some to- or a paper towel and duct tape, duct tape it around." But it was really deep, like yeah, yeah. and it worked. Like you felt it scrape your bone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. So, I, I, I have... think rural populations um, and ethnic groups they they generally tend to have that whole "I'm tough as nails" thing going on. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. No, I did. I grew up on farm, so. <laughs> yep, there you go. Yeah, sure. It's definitely for that sure. culture of like, suck it up. Well, like, either it'll clear up on its own or I'm going to die. It has to be a big deal to go to town. Like, for me, yeah. that would have been like dying. You have to be, if you're not airlifted out, you're well, not. Well, and the cost yeah, oh God. is insane. I got diagnosed with chicken pox in the back alley. Oh, God. There was a doctor who was willing to, to actually look at me. Uh-huh. And we had to go out the back. Sorry, that's fucking... And, yeah, and he was In the like, back alley. Oh, you got chicken pox. <laughs> yeah, he looked at him. He's like, yeah, it's chicken pox for sure. Go home. Take this stuff. Oh, my God. I would have been like, yeah. you got bit by fleas. It's cool. Don't worry about oh it. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, when I, had to, when I had to go get my shots, they, they took blood because they were like, you don't have a copy of your vaccination records, right? And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. And so I went in and they took blood for everything. And he goes, the only thing you're immune to is chicken pox. And it's because you had the shingles. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. No wow. You had the shingles. <laughs> I did. Recently. Right after hip surgery. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Because usually you and don't then, see that yeah. until the older population. Well, and I ran around um, with shingles for over a week before, she... before I finally let someone look at it. Because I was like, I'm fine. I'm just being a baby. There's nothing wrong. I'm fine. Well, Why does no. this hurt so bad? Yeah, I was going to say, you, you were berating yourself. I was annoyed because I was like, this should not so hurt this bad. This is ridiculous. Suck yeah. it up. Go on. And come to find out it's shingles. And they looked at me and they were like, nothing we can do. It's too late. Too late. <laughs> too late. Way to go. <laughs> Figure it out for yourself. Well, you already got past the hard part at that point. <laughs> yeah. The contagious part. <laughs> <laughs> I took like two weeks off work because we have babies in the building. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we don't want to do that. Yeah, I think shingles are miserable. Yeah. It did not feel good. Absolutely misery. It was nice to know yeah. I had shingles, though, because then I was like, oh, I'm not just being a baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this actually is a thing. Yeah. Now, my, I don't know. I was going to say, what in your mind does pain look like? Because I know we come up a lot against um, not looking like we're in enough pain to be taken seriously. Yeah. So in the medical field, what is considered, like, what does pain look like? Well, see, my my thing was, is and still is, okay, how much pain are you in? Mm-hmm. If I see that you're walking and you're saying, 
oh, my leg's broken. I'm going to be like, come on, dude. <laughs> right. Like, how's it broken if you're still walking? Which is kind of funny because, you know, in Montana, when I was on a travel assignment, it uh, there was an accident with a tractor getting pulled out of a ditch and the rope snapped or the, the chained rope snapped and it severed this guy's um, calf muscle. And my man walked into the hospital like that in shock, hey. of course, because the, the <laughs> yeah. hyper adrenaline yeah. is, is going. Yeah. Um, but to me, pain is. OK, where does it hurt? Mm-hmm. You know, how much does it hurt? Does it hurt like you're having a baby if it's a female? You know, um, and that's the closest thing that I can relate to extreme pain. Right. You know, um, not being sexist or anything or. Well, yeah, but there's you know, like but a for metric, a guy. Yeah. Right? A yeah. metric level of pain for a guy. I'm like, OK, does it feel like you're having a kidney stone out of, out of your uh, your junk? Kidney stones not painful enough. <clears throat> You have to think. Well, maybe not for you guys. <laughs> no, like for me, it was, I, I was like, I wouldn't ever know yeah, if something well, like, was wrong because everything hurts anyway. I'd be like, uh, tumor surgery when they opened up my spine and took the yeah. the dural layer off, and that was painful. That was your pain. That That's was just, pain. that was your ten. Yeah. Yeah. So spinal surgery is your ten. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, I I would address every situation, um, you know differently yeah Mm -hmm. um if i would obviously see you that you're bent over and you're just like my back hurts really back or my um stomach hurts really bad or uh my leg hurts because it's been broken before and it feels like the infection from the surgery or whatever is causing a lot of pain those types of things that you can't see physically like on the inside um you know, it's I, I try to take them seriously, but I kind of rule out. OK, is this for real? Yeah. Or is this? Yeah. You have to make that call at some point. Yeah. Well, um, and that's the thing is that, like, when we go in, we don't really think about that. Like, I don't know. It's like object permanence. Right. Where for us, the ER only exists when we go into it. Right. And it's always horrible. But then we have to remember <laughs> that the doctors and the nurses are dealing with people who are drug seeking or well, I always are think about that. hypochondriacs or are mm-hmm. um, like psychiatric need or like all of those things. So they have a baseline that we don't have. Yeah. Cause we're like, I know I'm not lying and I know that this is as bad as I'm saying it is, but how do I make you understand when your basis is skewed by all of this negative data? Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I'm, and and I would tell uh, patients, I, I would tell them, hey, if they tell you that, you need to tell them, like, don't judge me by what you see in others, because I am not someone else who is here regularly. Yeah. You know, if you found any kind of other drug which isn't on my prescription list, I can understand. Yeah. You know, if there's whether it's a methamphetamine or, um, you know. What are those other ones? Barbiturates? Yeah. Mm. Uh, Xanax and all that stuff that yeah. you're constantly taking um, or, you know, you popped for it. Yeah. You know, aside from your med list, then, OK, I understand. But don't rule me out because I'm not one of these people. I'm I'm in so much pain that if it was you and you were in, in the hospital, you'd be bitching about it. Right. 
And I would tell them to, to say that to the doctors or the nurses, mm-hmm. you know, so that you can make them understand that, like, hey, OK, this person's not, you know, bullshit. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get them to, like, jump onto our metric. Like what you did with the what did we talk about last week? The laughing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Laughing when you're in extreme pain and then having them finally understand and turn around and go, it was. Oh, no. (laughs) It was when the doctor was doing the kidney biopsy and he was pulling the tissue up. I giggled and he was like, what's funny? It's like, oh, it just really hurts. He's like, that's that's how you function. (laughs) I giggle when I hurt. Yes. Well, it's just like it. And and it's weird because, you know, uh, my ex's mother just passed away recently. Right. And. You know, when we went to go see her, because uh, I had my son here and I, I took him back home. Mm-hmm. And um, when I saw her and she was, you know, laying there, you know, I just looked and was like, damn, that sucks. Yeah. And walked away. You know, because I didn't feel that, you know, even though she was an important person to my life, not only my son's life, but mine as well. Mm-hmm. Um you know it it was just like oh that sucks and that's how i deal with like death and you know pain right because you you, like your brain has to protect you some way i I think we learn to compartmentalize things yes absolutely especially after last year after seeing so many you know Mm -hmm. bodies that like you're in one room and then the doctor goes like hey well you know i'm calling it Mm -hmm. and then you're just like damn and then the room next door you know, you have to gown down and gown back up, wash your hands, do all that stuff in split seconds to try to save that next person. Mm-hmm. And then, damn, we're that, calling it. Yeah. It's so interesting to, like, get a peek behind those curtains because yeah. you don't think about. I, I saw that my, one of my best friends. She's um, an intern. Yeah. And she was she got COVID. So they put her on the COVID ward and she just continued to work all the way through it. Oh, baby. And she got really, really, really jaded. And yeah. just hardened by it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you have to. Like at some point your brain yeah. has got to protect you from what it, what could be traumatizing, right? Like we don't yeah. think about it because we are traumatized by the medical system. But if we think about it the other way around, like doctors and nurses and medical staff are constantly mm-hmm. being traumatized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we Unfortunately, like it becomes our job to be better self-advocates and better communicators and really be able to kind of lead our own care at some point. I am the worst at that. I still am. I've gotten better, but. Yes. Mm -hmm. Would it be helpful? Does anybody think it would be helpful to try and create some kind of spreadsheet or um, document where we could put in some of our medical history, our medical records, so that we go in to get service or to get treatment or to get help. We can hand this to the doctors and say, this is kind of our history at a glance, but with our most recent testing results or our most recent imaging or whatever, would that be a helpful tool? In, in, uh, <clears throat> I would, I'm going to say yes. Or doctors would. I'm going to say yes, because, okay. you know, like I said, what you experienced in the beginning is not what you're experiencing now. Now, you could have had a uh, bypass open heart surgery uh, 15 years ago. And right now that your heart isn't functioning as strongly, 15 years has gone by. 
and you're not functioning the same way because your heart is actually like, you know, it's it's going on its last leg. So that needs to be addressed. So if you get with your doctor and your medical staff and you tell them, okay, and this is part of your right that you can go over your care plan with them and you can tell them like, hey, okay, my medical record shows this, but this is from a long time ago. Can we, you know, put that as a past medical history mm-hmm. as you know, being administered. Like a resolved yeah, problem. Resolved. Yeah. yeah. Um, because if not, you're still gonna be treated for the same thing and, and, and then it's like, okay, but this medicine doesn't work with what happened fifteen years ago. Right. And That's actually really interesting. Yeah. Right. Because I think if we did, if you went through and, and especially with like the mast cell, we can become an, uh allergic to things at any point in time for no yes. reason. So yes. Yeah. Um I was just thinking about like the spreadsheet in general. I think it'd be really interesting to go through and have like a list of those comorbidities or concerns and then go through and mm-hmm. like to the side, the date that you had it addressed or so on and so forth. So you can kind of track, do you know what I mean? No, like, yeah, it's, it's, I, at one point I went to write out my medical history and date everything yeah. on, on just paper and it was, it was a mess. It was yeah. <laughs> chaos. Yeah. I did it for the same reason because having all that information that readily available would be so handy. Yes. And if you go and let's say you do go into the ER and you tell your person that you're with at the moment, be like, I need you to keep this with you at all times in case something happens to me and I'm rushed to the hospital. You can take this and be like, this is my actual ailments. This is what I've been feeling the past, you know, six months. Yeah. Um, writing that mm-hmm. stuff down when it's major and, and, and then it goes away and then, you know, a couple of days later you feel the same pain in a different area. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes it, it's like a chronological history of your pain assessment. Yeah, like a timeline. Yeah. Of your own pain assessment so that, that way the doctor can be like, oh shit, like maybe I got to look more into this. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. if we're not challenging our doctors to treat us better then what you know, what's the outcome of somebody getting actually really severely, you know, right. injured or risk something. Or, yeah, yep. ignored, ignored to death. Yeah. Awesome. You were going to say something, I, Christopher? I, that's what I've spent the last few months trying to start doing is compiling all of this information and to see if I can condense it. And then if if people start doing this, maybe we can find common threads form some kind of database yeah. to find the common threads and to help further the research. I think that would be amazing. Cause really the thing is with so many of us, so many of us are like self-diagnosed, right? We're like, it is this, I need you to look for this at that mm-hmm. point. Like, why not? Why not take more command over what's going on and actually exactly. make strides? Cause we, we can sit here and be upset about the medical system all day long, but at the end of the day, are we doing something to, help or change it are we doing something to help fix it are we doing something to further because we have the best medical system in the world it has problems but the only way it's going to get fixed is if we advocate for ourselves yeah we step in and say okay we need to start helping fix this it's like litter Mm -hmm. you know if you don't go out and start picking up the trash it's not going to get done right That'd be really handy for imposter syndrome, too. I think so, because then everybody, like, I, I know this podcast is great for imposter syndrome because they can hear themselves in what we talk about. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I think it would be really well, interesting to have something like, that's like, hey, this weird quirk popped up in these people, right. all of these people, and hey, it might be a common thread mm-hmm. with Eller Stanlos. Well, and in tracking it in a way. Yeah. Because I have hip pain that mm-hmm. goes away, and I still have to make that appointment. Yeah. But I keep blowing it off because it doesn't hurt imminently. Yeah. But it will later. Yeah. Like, it's on and off. Right. And I well, know there's like, something uh, wrong with it, but... With the abdominal pain, I waited three whole days before, before I went, went in. in. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a problem, because then <laughs> I put myself at risk for, like, burst appendix, or... <laughs> A blockage. Well, but see, that's, or... the, that's the thing, you know, that we're, you know, as far as the medical uh, staffing industry is that we're telling, you know, unless you're about to damn die and you feel like you're about to damn die, you should come in. Mm-hmm. But I've seen it where one person goes in, okay, we're going to keep you overnight for observation. Then three days later, they're coming in because that same problem got a lot worse yeah because they mm-hmm. didn't address it in the yeah you know because they just blew it off and they um i guess sped read through their yeah. chart yeah well and what it seems like is that and i don't know if this is because the medical community experiences a lot of people who are not aware of their bodies the same way we are and i've had people tell me that our body awareness is weird we are unusually aware of our bodies So it's really hard when you're trying to get someone to trust that you know your body when so many other people don't. And they're like, this hurts. And you're like, where? I don't know. Why? I don't know. And then we're like, third rib up. It's out. I need it pushed this way like that. Yeah, there's a lot of that. But it's hard because they do become so jaded with this like, oh, people don't understand their own anatomy. (laughs) And then when you come up against someone who does understand their own anatomy, you're like, Oh, I think you're full of shit. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You, you get ruled out real quick if you try to one up the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> but when there's a doctor in the ER that doesn't know anything about a possibility of such right. illnesses yeah. and um, genetics uh, that go along with it, then, you know, that guy's just going to be like, dude, you're just another person seeking that. Yeah. Right. Well, and the other thing that we encounter are people that know it, but they know that they took like a week of, of EDS. Not even a week. Like a it was like a page and in all the book they know that I read is that seven years ago. We have stretchy skin and we're hyperflexible. Yeah. There, it's, there's no mention of the pain or the POTS or the dysautonomia. Mm-hmm. Like, well, and it's, what bothers me is that like POTS and um, like dysautonomia and MCAS are diagnosed like separately from EDS. Yeah. I really feel like they should be included in the criteria because it is such a common thread. And there's like that would add to the bank of symptoms for diagnosis and people could get diagnosed faster. Right. And more reasonably. It's like dementia. Like, um, you know, there's four types. Mm -hmm. And before I got certified for the actual class, I had no idea. I just thought, oh, that just guy lost his memory. Yeah. Like, you know, he's, he's old. Yeah. But I didn't know it can happen to a 20 year old. Yeah. Uh, vascular dementia. Uh, Lou Gehrig's uh, disease mm-hmm. uh, was one of the most major ones. Yeah. Or it is. Yeah. Um, and the other two are. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but that's the thing. Like, you know, it, it's one of those things. It's like it, those are all categorized within one, you know, mindset. Yeah. You lose your, like your mind. Alzheimer's is, is another one. Right, um, right. But, 
you know, when you have a bunch of situations and people that have come up and said, here's my book, this is what I'm experiencing. And then DAC doctors filing that and putting it, you know, out there for other medical uh, boards to be like, there's a common issue here. We need to address this just like dementia. It's not just one type. Right. You know, you have, you know, with your POTS, right? That's what you said. Yeah. And the other one. Um, um, mast cell activation. Okay. So it yes. creates um, an allergic, an allergic reaction. reaction to okay. anything and anything. Like exercise or yeah. taking new meds. Or alcohol. That's just mine. My, mine's yeah. just exercise allergy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I well, I actually that. have an exercise allergy now. <laughs> so I exercise and then I sneeze for hours and hours afterwards. Yeah. Or wow. if I drink alcohol, I get what I used to call a two-day cold. Yep. Where I will be congested so and miserable bizarre. for two days after. Wow. So, but I've also had like sunlight gives me hives sometimes, or running water gives me hives sometimes. Yeah. So just weird, stupid stuff. It's that TikTok. It's my body knows how to do the things. It's it just, just choosing not want to. to. <laughs> Can we please try this med? No. That's why the body's <laughs> name is Karen. Yeah. Because she is a piece of work. We are not friends. <laughs> we coexist, but we're not friends. But yeah, I I, I really do think that um, <laughs> we should be more um, in tune with what we tell the, the doctors. In in you know, I wish that this was something that people can come and ask. Mm -hmm. You know, because if people knew that. Hey, if I actually write stuff down and I go up to my doctor when I've had three days of pain and I'm either puking my guts out or, or yeah. this and that and I can't be pregnant or I can't, you know, right. be this or that, then maybe they'll they'll be like, okay, well, let's go ahead and sit you down and actually get you upstairs. Let's get you that MRI. Let's get you yeah. that uh, CAT scan see what's going on in your brain besides, you know, what you say it is. Right. It took me eight years to get my first scan. That's ridiculous. Because, yeah, they the the other thing that we come up against is like, oh, you're too young. Yeah, I was too young to have You're too problems. young to have these problems. You look fine. You're too young to have these problems. And you're like, ah, I'm 28 and I've had three joints worked on. And the, this is not normal for 28 years. <laughs> You've had more than that. You've had six surgeries. <laughs> yeah, going to be seven. Yeah. I've had I've had three surgeries and you've had six surgeries. Which tracks and, if you follow it. I was that's yeah. why I was counting because I wanted to see like age wise. I was at the same <laughs> amount you were at that age. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Had, but it was all shoulder work. Yeah. You have it hips. Well, and I I haven't had the left one worked on yet because it's not it's not on fire enough to worry <laughs> yeah. about right now. Yeah. I mean, I could preempt it, but I just don't want to. I need two arms for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. No, it is. It's really. It really is just so interesting to look at things from different angles and perspectives. And I know we've talked about it before where we've talked about how doctors are human and they have their own biases and they're coming up against their own schema and their own understanding of how people function. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it becomes our job to teach them how to handle us. <laughs> it's like I think it also helps to remember that doctors are called practitioners for a reason. They're yep. practicing. Yes. They're still learning just like we are. Yeah. And if they're smart doctors, they continue to learn throughout their entire career. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Yep. And then they can specialize. Mm -hmm. Like my mm -hmm. 
my thing was before COVID happened, you know, I, and I really do still would like to be a nurse, but as far as this is going mm-hmm. and it's going to keep going further for, you know, who knows how many years where they're going to try and, you know, bullshit us that, oh, we can't get rid of it, this and this and that, or, or they can, yeah, you know, um, but it, it's now it's, they're making it like the flu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to keep coming and keep coming and, and change variants and yada, yada. Okay, right. that's fine. But before COVID, I truly wanted to be a nurse and specialize in the ER and critical care. Oh, wow. Because that's <clears throat> I've done that. Yeah. You know, I was there and the adrenaline mm-hmm. and it's kind of fucked up, but the adrenaline of seeing someone come in with their arm hanging off from an accident, mm-hmm. a stabbing, mm-hmm. um, you know, gun gunshot wounds and taking care of that person was interesting to me. That's not fucked up. I'd rather yeah. have the person who's well, getting the adrenaline rush and wanting to. It, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Rachel yeah. just said it is. Yeah. It gets addictive. It's addictive. I, we're, we're adrenaline to some degree. Yes, yep. I would absolutely agree because I'm so fascinated. Anytime they have to go inside of my body or there's a camera that I oh, can yeah. see inside my own it. body, I'm like, I want to watch. I want to see what you're doing. That's so cool. I got to watch my angio. That was fun. Oh, see that one is icky to me because be it's so inside cool. of the vein. It was. It was. It was so crazy. Like you could feel it in the vein, like going in and up, and then when it get to, got to the heart, you couldn't feel it anymore, and you could see it up on. Oh, it was so cool. That's so cool. That's and my favorite one is so. like when they go into the joint with um, the dye, and you yeah. can actually see. Yeah, but I'm always so fascinated. I'm like, I want to see what you're doing. I want to see my insides. Mm-hmm. That sounds cool. Yep. And I and I'm I'm one of those people that. You know, um, no matter where I worked, I was always asking, like, hey, um, maybe the next time you think that I can help out with that. They're like, really? Fuck yeah. Like, I want to do this one day. Like, yeah. I got to know like, exactly how learn. what I have to do to be able to stick that catheter mm-hmm. into that, you know, hard to get to, um, you know, urethra, uh, whether male or female or um, how to stick the vein and not have to fish for the vein. Yeah. yeah. You know, because, you know, and I got pretty good at it. <laughs> I did. And, but, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's fascinating. And, or doing a um, IV through ultrasound. Yeah. Oh, man. Those, those were cool. Awesome. I like watching those. And uh, last year we had to do one on a COVID patient that was coming off of meth. Oh, wow. So that was interesting. Yeah. Ooh. Having to hold him down and, and he's wow. still moving. And they gave him um, 10 milligrams of Haldol. Mm. I mean, my man was still going. Oh, yeah. Dang. Meth is not a joke. Holy That's crap. That's hitting a moving target to the nth degree. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and then holding him down and the doctor's <laughs> telling you, like, here, grab this, put it in, and then I'll guide it, you know, from from here. Because it's a long, you know, yeah, pick yeah. line going in. And it's like, wow, that's awesome. I got to do that. Yeah. That's you know, so cool. aside from everything that was going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, fascinating. Yeah, I always ask, like, hey, uh, can I help out? Like, can I see this? Yeah. I know. That's what Jen's been doing when I go in for things now. Because mm-hmm. she wants to be a nurse. She's, like, taking more more of an active participation in it instead of trying to avoid looking at it. Because it used to freak her out. Now now she's, I've well, done so many that. She's had to get used right, to it. It's she's, been a long she's, time. She's more interested in it. And she, mm-hmm. and she isn't phased. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting because we have, like, I don't know, Rachel, if you could, like, if this tracks for you but we have a more objective view of our own bodies oh we definitely like we don't i don't know we we don't relate to the body the body is not us 
right? The body is right. our like it's part evil of you. twin partner okay. that we have to fight with all the time. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's the suit that we have to deal with, or the car that we have to drive. X. Yes, absolutely. That's stuck with it's not us. Yes. Yes, absolutely. We are not the body, and the body is not us. <laughs> so we do. We have a more like objective view of things, and we're happier to see like. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, mess with it. I don't care. I don't care. You could like experiment. <laughs> if you want to practice stitches, I've got <laughs> lots of skin. My back surgeon was caught off guard how excited I was that he was going to cut open my spine. Yeah. He was They're trying to like, me into it. You like, could lose your legs. And he was like, that's fine. This. this could be, an, ooh, you could lose your legs. And I was like, let's do it. Yeah. Get it done. He's like, are you sure? Are you, are you a sound mind? What's wrong with you? Well, Hello? when I tell people that I've, <laughs> <laughs> when I went in to see the new PT, I was explaining that I've had two hip surgeries within the span of nine months. And she was like, what surgeries? Because she, I don't think she understood like what they did. Right. And I was like, well, they did. They, they shaved down the socket and the bone, the ball. Then they went through, cleaned up the labrum, did a capsular tightening and lengthened the psoas on both sides. <laughs> and then she looked at me like, okay, I guess I'm going to like lean in and take you seriously <laughs> yeah. now. Because holy crap, you function really well. And she was like, oh, let me see you walk. You're not limping at all. And I was like, I didn't limp to begin with for the most part anyway. But that annoys me. I limp yeah. when my back hurts. Yeah. Well, like, usually... and I've seen it where people get the hip surgeries in, in, you know, then that same day, if not the next day when they wake they're... up. Yep. They're like, okay, we need to get you up for walking. And they're looking at you like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Like, why? It's a race. Like, I'm in pain. I was like, really? We gave you hydrocodone. <laughs> my last time. You are set, right? <laughs> my last surgery, I, I made it a goal to get out of there before four hours was up. And part of that is walking. Uh, and I have one CPT. more question. Oh, yeah. Hey, go go for it. Sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. Um, I, the last time I went in to the doctors um, that I had to, because it had been three days and I knew that it was pneumonia and I just knew that I needed to go get some meds for it. Yeah. And I went in and I got the meds for it and they discharged me. And yes, it was pneumonia. I knew what I was talking about and all that stuff. And then I get my um, records from it and it says COVID. What? Patient. Except <clears throat> I've never tested positive COVID. I, and I've had the, the vaccine and everything. And, um, and I went back in. I'm like, I wasn't a COVID patient. I was a pneumonia patient. I'm susceptible. My lungs are scarred. Look at my imaging. And they're like, well, it's COVID related. I'm like, no, it's not COVID related. Is this, do you think this is going to be an issue for us going forward? Anytime we go in to get treatment for something like um, pneumonia or, or something like that. And we're going to be like, oh, it's COVID related because they're trying to boost the, the numbers for the, the funding or I, I don't know. Number one, yes, they are. Number two, it is going to cause a problem because the next time you go in, they're going to see that automatically in your record and be like well you've already had mm -hmm. it if they specifically told you that exactly. it's pneumonia due to covid related issues then that's a different story if it's just pneumonia because no, you had pneumonia, pneumonia then it needs mm -hmm. to be addressed and re uh and your medical record needs to be fixed um because that's falsifying information and they can't do that um, and that's a major federal law that they're breaking. Mm -hmm. um, 
So if you know exactly what the doctor told you, you need to get it fixed. And if they don't mm -hmm. want to fix yeah. it, then you need to go to the medical board and tell them like, hey, this is not what I was told. Yeah, you don't want that right. on your record. Yeah, right. because right. if you haven't had COVID <clears throat> or if you have or haven't and you weren't there for that specific reason and they didn't put you on a COVID ward, or they didn't put right. you in, um, you know, any kind of thing that has to do with COVID. They didn't isolate you. Or even test for it, for yep. that matter. <clears throat> if you've already been tested and you got it, yeah. then um, you they can't do that. They cannot do that. And they have to change it um, because they are falsifying information. And that's where people are getting misunderstood. Yeah. <clears throat> is that this whole, like, vaccine stuff started in the hospital. My hospital was one of the ones that was... <clears throat> one of the guinea pigs for these uh by vaccines mm -hmm. um back in november uh well late october going into november um so we got to see them firsthand exactly what they were going to do and you know not to scare anybody but people were still not coming out of it you know and it it sucks that people are being misled to think that you know, these things are actually like working. Yeah. And, um, and really, they're just out of 500,000 people that were actually tested, you know, the tons of millions of people that are getting, you know, the vaccines and they're pushing and they're pushing and they're pushing. And now they're going to go door to door from what I'm understanding. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, I get these things that are uh, popped up um, from friends. They'll send it to me. Like, did you hear that they're going to do this? Like, no. Right. Like, you know, I, I'm over here doing my own thing. I'm trying to take care of two two seniors that, you know, I'm trying to keep alive. Yeah. yeah. You know, and make sure they mm -hmm. don't fall. And, and, you know, I'm I'm over here busy uh, with my life, you know, and they're like, yeah, dude, like, you know, read this, um, do this. And it's just like, yeah, like, I, I can't believe that people are getting misled uh, about this whole thing. Well, and I think it comes yeah. down again to like funding. Yeah. Because... <laughs> and which sucks What's is gonna because corrupt everything? they say that we don't Capitalism. pay for it, but we're paying for it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, we're, we're not, this isn't, this shit isn't free. No. Like, oh no, not at all. You know, there, there's, <laughs> and, and it sucks because I don't want to get into it, but there's this agenda that, you know, we're going to go bankrupt before we can even, you know, come out of anything mm. from right. here on out. Like, it, it's just the beginning of, you know, a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I think, um, is yeah. it time, time yeah. to take a break? I figured when I saw that on my, my, um, statement that because it wasn't in my record, but when I saw it on the statement COVID related visit and I was like, Oh, uh, uh, no, that's so weird. Yeah. I thought, you know, how many of us that have like lung issues or, or stuff that we've had, like I've had mine since I was two for years. I was in, yeah. I was, yeah, I, I've had mine for 40 years. And then you miss so out on... So my lungs have always been susceptible to this. Yeah. And then you miss and, out on, like, appropriate treatment. Yep. Because you're being, like, right. stockpiled into this category of exactly. throwaway. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, oh, gosh. This is going to suck for a lot of people. Yeah. For a while, I'm sure. Yep. All right. Well, I think it's good time to take a break. It is. Yeah, it is break yeah. time. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel, so much for joining us. And feel free to hop back on. Um, what do you think? Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. It's been a joy. Oh, uh, yeah. 
no, it's been great to talk to someone else. It's not just us two. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All you right. You guys have a fabulous rest of your day. Thank you, you so too. much. Take care. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. On that note, let's go ahead and take a break. I need to stretch. It might just be over. I'm uncomfortable. You want to call it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wow, dude, I just got here. Just? <laughs> it's been like two hours. We've been Is at this for a while. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're in the, in the groove. We yeah. can keep going. Well, okay. uh, we just, I just don't think I have enough room. Cut it off. That's fine. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, then, we'll go ahead and end it for today. Thanks for coming along. So I can do what I want. Yes, exactly. Wish him a happy birthday. Do Do it. it. Happy birthday. (laughs) We're gonna sing now. No, better run. No, that's that's podcast over. We're done. Happy. I will fucking kill you. Bye, everybody.